following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. Welcome to Main Street Preps North, uh, brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. My name is Brady McAtamney. That's Blaine Keller. Uh, and as you can tell, I'm in Michigan with a different background here with uh, my little co-host, George. Everyone want to say hi to George? He's a uh, quietest so dog in the world. In, uh, uh, my, my mom's geriatric chihuahua. In our, uh, in our pre-recording here, I, I saw you scratching something. And, yep. and I'm a little farther away from our screen here. And I had no clue what you were doing. It's like, is he scratching his beard for like half a minute here? What, what is that? But Brady, I thought that was a cat. <laughs> he, you know, he kind of acts like a cat sometimes. Well, he, he grooms himself, kind of acts like a cat. He's a silly guy. Um, but we have a great show for you, as always. George, I'll let you go here. Thank you for, for coming on. Um, Blaine, why don't you uh, start us off here? Absolutely. So, Always, we as always, we've got our Robertson County Montgomery County combo here. We start off with White House Heritage Girls basketball coach Craig Logan, fresh off a three day White House shootout competition at White House High School. Coach Logan, I saw you yesterday, but uh, I'm talking to you again today. How, um, how are we? Hey, Blaine, I'm doing great, man. You know, thanks for having me on your podcast show. Um, yeah, I'm doing great. You know, it's, it's been a good three days. Uh, the girls got a lot of um, I'm going to call it experience and, um, you know, saw some good teams and, um, yeah, I'm just happy to be here. We talk about that white house shootout a little bit where your team faced Clarksville yesterday, obviously a tall task and going up against four-star guard Amari Berry and a good pastor team that went three and zero in the shootout as well. Overall, how do you feel like your team competed across those three days? And what did you see, if anything, out of your team that was a little different? Well, I'll tell you. So yesterday's game with uh, Clarksville, I mean, obviously that's, I mean, that might be the best player, you know, they'll see all year. Um, obviously she's a top recruit and a tall order for anybody uh, to guard. Um, you know, she scored 30 against us last night. And, and, and again, she, it looked effortless for her. Um, you know, you know, my girls played hard and I'm always proud of that. Um, you know, but you know, for them, it's a, it's a great opportunity to play against top tier talent uh, to see what that looks like and, and to compete against. And so um, even though, you know, we didn't get a great result, um, you know, the, the experience was invaluable for them. Yeah, and I wanted to talk a little bit about that good pasture game as well. Kind of an interesting dynamic with that team. Coach, that's a, a team that has three underclassmen in its starting lineup, and they don't really dribble the basketball. If you've ever seen Bellerman play, it, was, it reminded me of that style a lot. Last night against White House, Good Pasture hit 10 three-pointers as a team. Seven of those came in the first half. How difficult was that for you guys to guard earlier on in the week? Yeah, you, you know, Good Good Pasture was a, was a, a pretty good little team. And you're right, a, a few underclassmen, uh, but they're, you know, they're, they're obviously uh, pretty good basketball players to be playing, you know, that level of ball at, at, at that class. Um, yeah, they were they were they were uh, a very good little team. You know, we we competed well against them. I think we ended up uh, falling by about eight points in, in the end. You know, we had it cut to three in the fourth quarter, but um, I give them credit for being able to make shots and 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 make free throws down the stretch to secure the win. 
um you know yeah it, it was um yeah i mean their their guards although they're small and young um you know they, they obviously play pretty well you know they shoot well uh they they play disciplined and smart and um yeah that that was a, a pretty good little team a uh, good pasture um i was very impressed with them talking with white house heritage girls basketball coach craig logan Coach, we talked a little bit about this as the season has gone on. One of the biggest strengths for your team is your your guard play with Claire King and Macy McFarland. And unfortunately, McFarland's going to be missed for the next couple of weeks, I believe, with correct me if I'm wrong, it's a an MCL injury. Is that right? Yes. Yes, sir. Yeah. She sprained her MCL on Monday in the first quarter. Um, yes, sir. And um, yeah, so so we're, we're gonna be missing her for at least two weeks. Uh, she's, she's undergoing physical therapy right now. And, um, you know, hopefully after two weeks, you know, there'll, there'll be a re reevaluation on that knee. And if she's good to go, she'll rejoin us. But, um, if she needs to miss a little bit more time, you know, we'll just have to, you know, make do without her next man up mentality for the girls on the bench. And, um, and that's where we're at with her. And when you talk about those two players, Claire's averaging over 12 points a game. Macy McFarland's the leading scorer with 13 to have two guards that can light it up in that way. Do you feel like there's still time for you guys to maybe turn things around in 2023 going into district play? And even if not having those two juniors on your roster, what benefit will that bring for next year? Yeah, um, you know, you know, I think that uh, obviously, you know, we're, you know, we don't have a whole lot of size on, on our team. So obviously our guard play is, you know, is, is very important for us. Um, I think that although the fortune, uh, the injury for Macy was unfortunate, you know, it, it forced a few players on our bench to kind of step up and, and, and fill the void and play some minutes. And I feel like, it, you know, in this tournament, you know, there are a couple of uh, players that have kind of stepped up a little bit and shown that they can compete at, at this level. And so that's going to help us grow as a basketball team. Um, I'll, I'll speak about one of them, um, my uh, freshman, um, you know, Olivia Tate, you know, she scored um, 15 on, on Tuesday. Um, and she scored 10 last night against Clarksville. And so that, that, that was great to see a freshman who hadn't played very much, uh, you know, kind of step up, um, you know, starting in Macy's place and, uh, and produce force. You know, I think that's going to, um, again, help us down the road. You know, another uh, player coming off the bench that, that can give us some minutes and, and give us some production. Yeah, so uh, we're here. We're talking with uh, Craig Logan, head coach of the White House Heritage Girls Basketball Team. Uh, Craig, going back to the uh, shootout, a, a lot of the times when I talk to coaches after playing really good teams like Clarksville and Good Pastures, like you just did, uh, kind of talk about that learning experience, that learning curve, that playing against elite players and elite teams like that can bring. Uh, did you see anything out of your girls that you know maybe some aha moments or some things that they can really take and learn from? Yes, sir. Yeah, uh, you know, absolutely. You know, um, so, you know, sometimes when, you, you know, when you're playing in a tournament, you're playing really good teams, you know, so sometimes a team can, you know, be a little discouraged or a little down, you know, they, they accept, you know, the feet before they step on the court. One, one of the things I, I can say about, about these girls and, and one of the things we talk about often is that, you, you know, you want to play the best competition you can early so that you can grow, you know, so, so you can improve, you know, we're, we're not going to improve playing, lower tier teams, you know, so, you know, we're, we're trying to develop and grow and, 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 and get some confidence going into district play, you know, so that, um, you know, so that again, we can, we can perform best later in the year. Um, so, yeah, so we just look at it as an opportunity uh, to play better competition and to, 
you know, to see where we are um, and, and where we need to, to, to grow and, and develop. And, um, and so I'm proud of the fact that the girls, you know, um, actually use, use it that way. Like, like they're not afraid, they're not scared. Um, they're out there competing to the best of their ability and, and they're just trying to, to uh, play the best they can play in the moment. And, and from that, we can definitely uh, grow and, and, and see some, some improvement and some growth with our players. Yeah, no doubt about that. Yeah, so. Your team sits at four and eight uh, heading into the new year here. We're actually heading into the Zaxby's Christmas Classic, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, sir. Has anything surprised you about your first season at, at, at the helm here at White House? Has it gone how you've expected? Um, yeah, you know what? I, I would honestly say that, um, you know, th- things are going well. And, you know, I, I know the record, you know, it doesn't, doesn't sound great, but I mean, I feel like, um, you know, you know, we have four good wins and, you know, you know, we have four games, you know, that we were in, but just didn't make enough plays, you know, to be able to get victories, you know, and, and then we have four games where, you know, the teams we played, you know, just, just for better teams. Okay. So yeah, yeah, where, where we're at right now, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy. I'm, I'm very pleased. And um, and I feel like we're you know we're getting better, and I, I expect that in 2023 you know, you know we're gonna you know be able to put more wins together, um, you know because the girls are definitely improving. Our defense is getting better each and every time, and our offense is coming along. It, it's kind of uh, it's challenging at times against bigger teams because again we're not very big. We don't have have any real post presence or post play. But I feel like um, you know we're 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 making up for that with our guard play, and um, you know and we're getting better each and every game. Now, Craig, before we let you go here, uh, this is obviously the ha- happiest season of all. Um, I, I was wondering if you have a favorite Christmas movie or holiday movie um, that you might be watching with friends and family here this weekend. Uh, I'm I'm curious if, if there's one that you kind of have a go-to or that really holds a special place in your heart. Yeah, so 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 there are two. Okay, there there is a so for the family. Yeah, the family. Yeah, like Home Alone is, is I think our family's favorite Christmas movie. Solid. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's so funny, and, and so as a family, yeah, we love to watch that. Um, yeah, that yeah, that's uh, actually I'm just gonna put that as number one. Yeah, Home Alone <laughs> is our holiday movie. <laughs> There you go. Perfect. Uh, Great choice. Um, Craig, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, Merry Christmas, happy holidays, and uh, we hope you have a uh, spending some great time with your family. All right. Thank you, sir. Same to you guys, man. I appreciate you guys having me on. It's a pleasure. And you guys uh, have a a Merry Christmas and happy holidays. Thanks, Coach. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Quick break coming up here. When we come back, we'll be back with another guest. Uh, We're excited for that one, and uh, we will see you back here in about 30 seconds. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. It was just a few cocktails at happy hour. Good try. There aren't any cops around. I didn't think there were any cops around. I drink and drive all the time. Sir. Sir, you've been in a serious crash. I need you to hang on, okay? 
please leave your And we're back on Main Street Preps North, brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office, where fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brady, we're waiting to get Clarksville Academy boys basketball coach Matt Hoppy in. Give us a little introduction as to who we're getting in today, Brady. Yeah, so Matt Hoppy, of course, former Brentwood Academy head boys basketball coach uh, over the offseason, uh, became the head boys basketball coach at Clarksville Academy and the athletic director, uh, taking over a team that uh, fell in the final four last season for D2A. Um, Coming off a great season, of course, and started off with a great season here. Um, beat beat a team, beat teams like Lebanon. Um, only losses to Hillsborough and I believe Ensworth are the are the only losses. So some pretty solid teams, pretty solid competition there. Um, and of course, we'll save the rest for when we uh, get into that conversation. I believe we have him in now, Coach Hoppy. Can you hear us? I can. I'm here. Thank you. <laughs> sorry for the sorry for the mix up. I don't have much service where I am, so I'm doing my best. Where are we at right now? Uh, I'm in Brentwood right now over at my parents' house. Um, just uh, stayed here last night after we played um, in the more than basketball tournament at Lipscomb. And just, yeah, I mean, my whole family lives down here in Brentwood in the Franklin area. So, um, yeah, I'm here for the next couple of days uh, doing Christmas. My son's in town from college. So, um, yeah, I'm here uh, not up in Clarksville right now, but I'll be up there on Monday, back there on Monday for practice and you're ready to come play in the next level tournament next week down here at Christ Press. Awesome. Nothing better than that family time. Um, so, Matt, you mentioned you're down in Brentwood. Of course, that's where you were coaching before this season. Um, but I'm curious what you saw in CA that wanted you to kind of take over that Cougar program and really the athletics as a whole. Um, yeah. Yeah. I um, just I had always seen um, Clarksville Academy. I mean, we when I was at Portsmouth Academy, um, you know, we played them a couple times in the summer and was just always impressed by uh, just their players, their kids, and even more so just their kids and how they um, acted, how they, you know, responded on the court, just the things that they did. Uh, and I've always been familiar with Clarksville Academy, having grown up in, in Brentwood and just knowing the school and um, kind of the size of it and the mission and what they're about. And so, uh, you know, of course, I knew that they had good players. You know, they, they made a Final Four run last year and that most of them were coming back. Um, but it did, uh, I mean, it just, uh, I got to know them and, um, kind of when that job popped up and, um, you know, we started to get to know each other, they just really kind of reminded me of, um, you know, the experience I had at Brooklyn Academy as a student and player there, just the community, um, the, the size of it, just everybody knows each other and it really is kind of a family. So that's what really kind of drew me to it. And, you know, I've been there for, I guess, almost six months now as the AD also, and, um, yeah, it's just been it's been a kind of an easy, smooth transition just in terms of, of community and, and people. So I'm we're, I'm really fortunate and blessed to be there. Yeah, definitely seems like the things have been going well so far. You guys are off to a very strong start, playing some really good basketball teams so far. And of course, it helps when you got players, of course, like Eddie Ricks, um, a Moorhead State commit, uh, Jock Wyatt, very big, physical, athletic uh, kind of wing player. Uh, Trey Rideau, only a sophomore point guard, but already looking like he's got all the makings of being a true star in uh, high school basketball. And of course, athletes like DJ Merriweather, uh, Tyler Moss, and much more. Um, tell me about what those guys do and how easy it is to kind of come in and take over a, a team that already has as much cohesion and talent as they. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, everybody knows about um, the talent that we have with you know Eddie and Jock and DJ and those guys that are 
you know, going to be entirely probably going to be college, all college athletes um, within the next 12 months. Um, you know, Trey as well, you know, we've got a good freshman named Jerron Johnson that, that really is playing well and, and buying in. Um, you, you know, I, people as, as talented as, as we are and as great as uh, kids they are in any sport, when you have a coaching change, I mean, there's, there's going to be some challenges and, you know, I mean, I don't want you to <laughs> hear me and think, Oh, you know, he's, you know, bemoaning or whining about things, but there's just, there's just a difference. There's a culture change. There's a, you know, the previous coach does things this way. The new coach wants to do things this way. Um, you know, it was like that even when I was at Berlin Academy and when Hubie stepped down and I took it over, I mean, even though I'd been there for a couple of years, you know, there were still changes, you know, I'm, I wasn't him. Um, you know, even, you know, at, at CA with, with Tyler Dickman, I mean, he and I are different. He's a different coach than I am. So, you know, we, we do things differently. And so, you know, we haven't had any, you know, rough patches, but it's just trying to, you know, kind of teach them and indoctrinate them into kind of what, um, you know, we want them to do just defensively, offensively, just subtleties of the way that we play. Um, and, and that takes time. You know, I, I only, you know, I didn't get our whole team until, you know, really the, the, the second week of November. And, you know, I didn't have the summer with them. I didn't have really the fall with all of them. And so, you know, we really are playing catch up. And, you know, sometimes I look at where we are and I look at where we could be and I look at, you know, just I think of, man, if I could have had them in June and July altogether, just kind of how much further we'd be. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's been really good. I mean, these guys, they're really, really smart. They have high basketball IQs. They play hard. They're coachable. They compete. They want to be good. And so, you know, the, the, the learning curve, I think, has been quicker than I thought it would be. And so I'm really – proud of those guys and really pleased um, with them and especially those seniors I mean the seniors they had a great experience last year and they went far went to final four but you know I, I think they want more and so that's just kind of helped my cause in my case of saying hey here's what here's the things that we need to do to go even further and possibly win the state championship and so you know it's been it's it's been um, kind of trying at times a little bit but at the end of the day you know those those difficulties and hard times are, are, are making us better and, you know, it's, it's exciting to watch them grow and watch them learn. Coach, you mentioned the challenges maybe that you've had a little bit trying to take over the culture and the team as a whole at Clarksville Academy. What other challenges kind of get added on whenever you take on that athletic director role as well? Well, I mean, yeah, it's, you know, I've for, for 25 years, I've been in the classroom and I've been teaching and I'm doing other things also within different independent schools and public schools. But when you add like a role as the athletic director, um, you know, before I've all, I've all, I was always worried about, you know, my sport, whether it was coaching basketball or whether I was coaching football or other sports. So, I, so in, in that season, I could just kind of worry about that, worry about my class, uh, what I was teaching, and, and then just kind of go from there. But with, with the AD, you know, you have to – you worry about everybody. And, you know, you, you're, you, you, uh, you know, have to give attention to everybody, whether it's basketball, whether it's football, volleyball, cheerleading. Um, softball and so you know as a school as athletic director I have to lead my athletic program and support everybody and encourage everybody the coaches uh, certainly the student athletes and their parents and so you know it just it just kind of broadens your responsibility um, you know I mean when you when when I'm getting you know for instance I'm, I'm getting ready to play a game last week and you know I get a text about you know this is going on with this program and so I'm, I'm trying to help them in the midst of trying to help uh, my own program and so you know it's just different broader responsibilities um, as a whole for the school you know there's a lot more 
you know, administrative work that you have to do. There's a lot more, um, you know, have to be, be out in front of people a little more, just talking, communicating, um, helping people understand the mission of our school you know, and our community and, you know, just trying to support, you know, our head of school and our, you know, div divisional heads, whether it's lower, middle and upper school and just trying to help them um, support what they're trying to do in the classroom. So, you know, there's just, there's just a lot of things I think that, you know, general everyday people as an athletic director, what we do, uh, probably people miss out on a little bit, um, but it's, but it's good. It's something I've always wanted to do. Uh, I'm enjoying it. Um, it is busy. It's stressful. Um, but at the end of the day, I do enjoy and love encouraging and loving on our athletes. I love going to watch them play different sports. I love watching them play our bat, going to see our basketball guys play football. Love what I'm love. Can't wait to watch them play baseball and run track and, you know, all those things that go into just trying to help um, the school as a whole from the athletic side are just things I'm really trying to pour myself into. Yeah, we're talking with Matt Hoppy, head coach of the Clarksville Academy boys basketball team and athletic director there at CA. Uh, Matt, before we let you go, you mentioned you're spending some time with family right now. And of course, around the holidays, that means you guys got to put on a Christmas movie at one point or another, right? Uh, I'm curious what your favorite Christmas right, movie absolutely. is. Uh, <laughs> well, it's interesting. Um, you know, if you're talking about straight up Christmas movies, um, I'm probably going to go with uh, either Christmas Vacation or Elf. But, you know, and, but really, I, I, I'd like to dive into the argument of is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Oh, yeah. Because um, uh, I'm, I'm the youngest of three um, boys, my brothers and I, and we all have kids. And so my son and I on Christmas Eve, we will watch Die Hard together. And, um, and so that, that's, that's a debate that rages amongst um, our family. And, our, and my friends and my my fiance and so that's it's always a fun debate so tell me what you guys think die hard christmas movie or no I, i'll lean yes i'll, I'll, I'll lean yes yeah. just for the fact that it seems like you're pretty passionate about this coach yeah i'll take coach oh, I, yeah, i'm very passionate about it very very passionate about it. I'm, I'm also passionate about uh last christmas the song by wham it is, is not a christmas song it is a breakup song of, that happens at christmas so uh, again another <laughs> another debate that rages amongst my family and i and, and my friends so. there you go you heard it here from coach matt hoppy uh last christmas not a christmas song die hard is a christmas movie matt thank you so much for joining us today man we appreciate it and merry christmas to you and yours yeah thank you guys for having me appreciate everything you guys do um, go, go cougars and merry christmas to you guys thank you matt uh, one more break here. On, break. Uh, oh, go ahead. Main Street right. Preps North. Yeah, we're we got one more. Yeah, one more break out. here on Main Street Preps North. Uh, when we come back, as usual, we'll end the show out with all the bits that you love. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. I thought it was good. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was no big deal. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I thought I could hold my liquor. On Main Street Preps North, brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. We're getting into our one thing here. Brady, I'll kick us off. We've got two signings that happened on National Signing Day in Robertson County. Springfield kicker slash punter Logan Leftrick signed with Southeast Missouri State over Austin P and Bethel. 
He averaged 39 yards a punt and hit a school-record 55-yard field goal against Beach in the regular season. On Monday, Zach Prince, Class 2A Mr. Football finalist, star running back, signed with Indiana State. He had 2,175 all-purpose yards and 31 touchdowns. He choose, chose the Sycamore over uh, UT Martin, Tennessee Tech, and Missouri State. Solid list of candidates there. Uh, here we had uh, one D- D1 football signing. Uh, we just talked about him, Jock Wyatt, uh, Carsville Academy. Like I said, he plays a, a bit of a wing forward position for Matt Hoppy's team, but he also is a wide receiver for the football team. Uh, Top a thousand yards, many touchdowns. I don't have his exact numbers on me here, but he's going to be going to play at SEMO. Yeah, so it was kind of interesting seeing SEMO have this recruiting footprint in Tennessee this year. There were a couple of guys yeah. I know from Murray County who picked up a couple of offers there. I think Demarcus Brown was one of them from Mount Pleasant, maybe. I'm sure our, uh, Maurice Patton will get on to me if I got that one wrong. But yeah, the but- other one thing that I had uh, in, in Robertson, yesterday I spent 10 and a half hours in White House's gymnasium. I sign myself up for this every year, Bertie. I say, I'm going to go to these Christmas tournaments and just really, it's fun for about an hour, maybe two hours. Mm-hmm. Then you then realize I am stuck here for eight more hours of the day. But I digress because I have to up, next week. You're filling up your timesheet. That's how you're that's, affording that's right. Christmas that's presents right. for your wife and, and everybody. <laughs> um, uh, as you mentioned, that shootout, Clarksville girl, uh, the Clarksville High girls went undefeated in that shootout, and uh, that actually provides a pretty good transition into our Player of the Week. Uh, we're going to skip Game of the Week this week because, you know, Christmas time, we got more people spending time with family than on uh, the court. So uh, we're going to go right into Player of the Week here. Um, like I just said, um, Clarksville High, uh, undefeated. Big part of that was Amari Berry. She scored 31 points um, against White House Heritage. And that was only in three quarters. Uh, did not play the fourth quarter because they were up so much. Uh, she had, what was it, six three-pointers, Blaine? You were there. You'd be able to tell me better. But I believe that's what I remember reading from you. Um, so, yeah, Amari Berry, of course. Uh, just another one of many Player of the Week wins. One thing I wanted to point out from that one that I thought was absolutely atrocious was how long that fourth quarter last. Oh, how no. long she sat for the fourth quarter. So the third quarter – it was 56 to 28, and that was at 5.17 p.m. My final tweet was 5.41 p.m., almost oh. a 30-minute fourth quarter when we have a 30-point ball game. Oh, no. Amari Berry took a long, long sit yeah. on the bench for the fourth quarter. It was just, I don't know. I, I have a gripe. I, I just thought that, you know, when you're in a gym for 10 and a half hours watching the White House shootout, you'd like a 30-point game to have a running clock. Yeah. That's that's all my gripe is. But player of the week in Robertson County, Gavin Burnett of White House Heritage. Name I haven't brought up too much, but when you consider the Patriots losing Daniel Bear last year uh, and having to kind of fill in those pieces this year, somebody needed to step up. This team's had a lot of balance offensively, and, and Gavin's done a good job over these last four games of really stepping in and trying to take charge of that offensive scorer role. Over his last five games, he's had 17 or more points three times and had what I believe to be a career-high 23 on rival White House a couple of days ago. I think he scored 19 and 17 against East Robertson and Hume Fogg, respectively. Just a lot of a lot of good production from him, and if they want to have success in their district, it's going to come down to it. Absolutely. So, uh, but we got about a minute or so left, so uh, of course that means that I have to ask you, 
what is your favorite Christmas movie, Blaine? Jeez, you're, you're putting me on the spot here. I'm I I watch It's a Wonderful Life every year. My mom likes that movie. That's one of the old ones that I I, I haven't heard. You know, I've heard that question asked a couple of times, and I haven't heard somebody say that yet. So I, I think I'll probably go with that one just because I've seen it so many times. Mm-hmm. Ernie, what what are we thinking? It sounds like you have a go to if you're asking these questions. Uh, I'd say I have t- two that are my, fa- my favorites. If I got if I got time to sit down for like a full length movie, uh, I'd say Elf is probably my favorite because um, you know that's just that's just a classic. You know that's that's one of the funniest just movies in general. Um, but one of my favorites, you know, that always reminds me of Christmas time at family uh, has got to be a Charlie Brown Christmas. Solid. Let me give an honorable mention to Drake and Josh's Christmas special. That's right. I grew I up know. watching Drake and Josh, and uh, yeah, that one that one's really solid. Got to go with that one too. If, if you're around our age, I, I, I feel like we might kind of be in a bit of a sweet spot there. But Drake and Josh, you gotta love it if, if you're if you're in your kind of early late twenties. But um, but we're going to now head to our Christmas celebrations. Uh, you won't hear from us this weekend. We'll be with family and friends, as so will you be. And uh, we want you to wish you all a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays uh, from the Keller and Macatamney and Derek families. Our producer Billy back there, there uh, doing doing the dirty work back here. Um, But uh, Merry Christmas, happy holidays. We'll talk to you guys in 2023.